Welcome to the Critical Media Studies Podcast. We're your hosts, Mike Rapici and Barry Falk. Good morning, Michael. How are you today? I'm doing well, Barry. Good morning. How are you? Did you notice that musical lilt at the good morning? How are you today? What? Doing the podcast does funny things, doesn't it? it funny does. things to the voice. Shall we shall we start shall we start this over? No, let's, let's get let's get started. Let's get started. And I uh, let me introduce what we're talking about today and say uh, and connect it to what we did last time around. And then I am interested in hearing uh, your insights um, and your responses to the essay du jour. The essay du jour is André Bazin. Um, André Bazin's, probably we'll say Bazin, the horrible uh, American, I know, horrible, but just the American, Americanization. The ways our tongues and mouths are positioned to, to say the name. Um, we're talking about an essay by Bazin, uh, from 1945, it's called the ont. It's a mouthful, but we're going to explain the terms. The ontology of the photographic image, uh, published in 1967. That's relevant uh, because the the dates are relevant here because um, first off, the composition date is important. In that it this kind of you know, in thinking about our prior reading. Uh, this is written very soon in sort of the same intellectual milieu as the Frankfurt School uh, essays or books, writings we were reading. So, you know, the very much a sort of post-war, wartime European endeavor where cinema is primary. And, and this is also, I think, important to mention at the outset because Bazan is a film critic, right? And so we are going to be talking about photography and photographic realism. But we should say at the outset, because this, you know, in terms of giving you some guidance on how to read this essay and how to interpret this, this essay in the context of Bazan's larger project, it's worth noting that um, Bazan is involved in these debates about what cinema can do and mm. what film can do unique to the other and, and these arguments about cinema being an art form or not um and so that's a that's a discussion that's happening in european intellectual circles some of the people participating in it are a lot of them are in the frankfurt school there's siegfried krakauer who will write a book called theory of realism theory of film rather uh and i i i, I jumped the gun on that he writes a book uh he publishes a book in 1961 uh, called Theory of Film, Krakauer does. And Krakauer talks about, basically defines film and talks about its relation to photography and says that the defining motif, the important thing about cinema is that it offers new possibilities for capturing, fashioning, and revealing. This is Krakauer's bit, revealing reality. And of course, um, the idea of film as being a means to um, reveal reality, to even redeem reality. That's the, that's the uh, subtitle of Krakauer's book. That's a theme that uh, is obviously raised by Walter Benjamin in his um, articles and meditations on cinema in the 30s. Um, and it's something that, even though they disagree with it, something that this argument about film's redemptive qualities um, it's an argument that uh, Adorno and Horkheimer obviously reject for different reasons or feel that it's been, you know, that capacity of film has been recuperated or appropriated by capitalism, by Hollywood. But, you know, all these ideas are in the air. So a long way of saying that these ideas have a lineage to, I guess we would say, philosophy of cinema and uh, an investigation of the status of realism uh, in the arts in general, but it's specifically in, in regard to cinema. And all these essays, just to tie it to what we were discussing, and this gets us to our project today, what we're doing today. Last In our last episode, we talked about Susan Sontag's 1977 book on photography, in particular a chapter, her opening chapter in Plato's Cave. Uh, and we're gonna talk about one of our tasks, not our main task today, um, is going, you know, we'll try to place uh, what Bazan is talking about 
what Bazan discusses in his 1945 essay in relation to Sontag's observations on photography. But this is by way of saying, and you know, a certain amount of ground clearing or foundation needs to be laid. And so the first foundation is that these arguments from Bazan, they make sense within a sort of European wide, Europe wide debate about cinema that is particularly interested in the relation between photography and film and realism, number one. Um, although written in 1945, um, it's published in English, uh, in Anglo, you know, uh, yes, yeah, published in, Eng its English publication is in a 1967 book by Bazan, a collection of essays by Bazan that are on film. And so Sontag, when she is writing about photography, um, she is engaging this, uh, we discussed this before, she is engaging this longer European philosophical debate about not just photography, but about film. And so, um, you know, the specific question I can't answer, if I were smart, I could, but the specific question I would want to know is how aware Sontag was of Bazan. But in a way, it doesn't matter because she knows the context of what the intellectual context she's very aware of. And that's that's what she's addressing in her essay. So yeah, I, I think the I way that, that was I, I hope was that too muddy or is that no, I, I well, I think I just to 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 address the last point, because I think we're gonna wade into those waters in a little bit. I think that whether or not Sontag was aware of this is almost irrelevant because they're coming at it yeah. looking yeah. at through very different perspectives. Um, and they come to different conclusions as a result. I don't. I don't necessarily think that one would be inherently antagonistic to the other. But you know, Bazan calls this uh, the ontology of the photographic image. And so, what that title really indicates is he's asking a series of questions here. You know, uh, one: How exactly is it that we frame or index images? Um, you know, how should we understand what they are and what they do? Right. So how do these work in a larger sort of cognitive um, framing? And so and, and along those lines, his major concern is asking that question is placing. And this is another big difference between with Sontag. His primary concern in this essay are these philosophical concerns that you just mentioned, Michael. But uh, he has a trick, a rhetorical trick that. Sontag isn't as concerned with, uh, which is the relation between photography and painting. Well, that's and that's what I was going to say. Image making, yeah. and that and that's why I think that the way that 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 distinction radically changes the way that Sontag's having her discussion because Sontag's looking at the uh, looking at the photograph as a uh, discrete artifact as as a as a as a thing that we interpret and how absolutely the you know and and I, I mean she's still talking about phenomenology in the sense of what sort of responses does this create in us but Bazan is very much looking at this as a sort of next step not a step forward necessarily but sort of a a, a step that runs parallel absolutely. to photography um and so I think with that sort of uh table setting uh it's probably before we get into the, the the meteor questions that the essay uh deals with it's probably good just to gloss it quickly because this is a short i mean this this was my my version of this is 10 pages i mean this is not a long essay but uh as i read it he's doing essentially three things right so the first is he makes the argument that the advent of photography frees painting from its two primary uh challenges uh, the first of which is to create or represent a spiritual reality. Uh, the second is to imitate the outside world. And as an option, so he progresses from there to say that the what the photograph does is embalms time in an image. So it creates this 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 it, it produces an image, and that image in, it embalms or frames time. So we have this sort of capsule of meaning. Um, and then out of that, and so that the embalming thing is something we're definitely coming back to, uh, I know. Um, out of that, we then have to question the role of the photographer and what exactly it is that the image 
does or um, the, the, how, how we, again, index or frame or conceive of the image. Um, as, dis, as both, I think as, as compared to a painting, but then mm-hmm. this is where the overlap with Sontag comes in. Once we understand mm-hmm. that the image, the photographic image and the painting are different and invite a different sort of interpretation and a different sort of what faith perhaps that, mm-hmm. that setup of the image is where we look at Sontag and say, wow, you guys have come to different perspective, you, know, you, you come to different conclusions on what, what it is that a, a photograph does. Um, and then obviously um, you and I are going to take that and run because a fair bit's happened since this was written in terms of technological yeah, innovation. And, 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 and so what, what do we do with uh, the ones and zeros that comprise digital photography and how does that change what he's saying? So um, I, I think the bit about the imitation of the outside world and, and and the spiritual realities that painting was supposed to achieve. Um, fine. I, I think we should really just jump into the embalming that that's, that's, that seemed to be the place where you and I uh, had our strongest reaction to this. So would you like to, you have a strongest, uh, strongest is in most memorable, or you think it was like the, the bigger, our, or strongest negative reaction or positive reaction or no just, I just I you know I think that I don't I don't I'm not inclined to look at any of this and say wow no I don't agree with that I, strongest mm-hmm. is in wow this is really an interesting argument I think that it's mm-hmm. you know I, mean, I, I think it's a, a cheat to look at this and say well you know you're writing in 45 we're looking at this in 23 there's so much space. Oh, you're, you're, yeah, I agree. Very you know, so agree. I, I'm not going to sit here and say he's he's wrong about a single thing. I think this was really interesting, especially after reading Sontag. So, um, you know, let, let's talk about the embalming. Well, I'll say, I'll say ahead. a couple things. Yeah, and I, I'm just going to linger. Um, well, I'm just going to say some. You you set up and summarize the trajectory of the essay uh, very well. I am just going to do a little slow motion thing uh, or slow us down a little bit before we accelerate and talk about the digital, um, you know, the digital questions and what all this says about digital culture or the digital image, uh, which, of course, is our bread and butter. But before we get there, um, I'm just going to slow us down a little bit and go back to where you were to talk about the painting and photography thing and slow us down a little bit. I, I like what you said, Michael, also that, um, and this is and this is true of the Sontag piece as well. There are obvious ways it's outdated, but the strength that both of them are outdated or outmoded. And, and we're going to talk about one very concrete way, I think, that um, Bazan's arguments about the photographic image and the ontology of the photographic image has been sort of, it's sort of does not apply, simply does not apply to digital culture. But as you said, I think the value of both the essays, why we would recommend sort of reading them before you think about digital culture is um, they have their own insights that are specific to their time and maybe medium specific, but are they are raising these general questions that can help but us inform, can help but form, but inform an analysis of the phenomenon in 2023. So that's kind of why we're doing, that's why yeah. we do these oldie but goldie, oldie but goodies. Uh, no, the, the question, gold, old gold. Yeah. The, I think that the questions that, that get posed here in terms of mm-hmm. how do we understand an image? What, what, what and where yeah. and why is our faith in an image? I think that those questions are still very much um, very much in play right. and they're, they're still, and in in many ways i think with with the advent of digital technologies and late you know now artificial intelligence uh and the manufacture of these they're they're questions that i think have deeper and more complicated answers Absolutely. in many ways but the the foundation of these questions is still very relevant and so i think that's well, that's I the thought- argument for doing it I just wanted to flag that before I said anything about Bazan because you kind of gave the mission statement of the podcast, right? Yeah. Like, why are we looking at, if we want to talk about critical media studies today, why are we even thinking about these older essays, especially when they seem to be outmoded by 
when the media they're talking about seem to be outmoded or replaced, but that's why we're doing it. So anyway, just kudos to you for giving us a program statement, a program, you gave us a mission statement there. Anyway, so to Bazan, you know, another way you characterize Bazan, I think correctly, is you mentioned that there is a kind of history that he, he, he is hooking up this observation about the ontology of the photographic image, this larger history uh, that includes painting. So it, you know, and it's it's an interesting kind of counterintuitive argument it, to explain, you know, Bazan, I guess the way he begins, let's just notice, let's take a moment and figure out and and, and observe, rather, that um, he starts in an odd place, right? Why would you talk about painting in order to explain the being, right? Ontology means the study of being. So if we're talking about the being, uh, what kind of being the photographic image is. So why wouldn't you just start with photography? Uh, it's interesting and I think very clarifying. I think this is one, one of the reasons we were responding to it. Um, we respond to the analogy. He's placing media within this larger history. We like that. Um, but there's also this idea that to really understand the ontology of photography, you have to ask this larger question about the pre, about the media forms that precede photography. So kudos to Bazan for that. And that's something really interesting he does. Now, so in order to understand, I'm just recapitulating and slowing down some, some of the things you said, Michael. So the first point is, in order to explain the particular kind of reality, uh, the particular character of the photographic image, he feels bound to explain the painting, the really the ontological status, status of painting, or you know, and you characterize that relation as not being a progress, like you know that it's a history from one media form to another. And you're right; he doesn't present it well. I, I would say this. I think you're right up to a point. He. The purpose, certainly his purpose in saying to understand photography, you have to understand painting. Uh, and certainly his point is photography is doing something very different than painting. Um, and it's not merely an improvement. But I think one of the things that's really interesting about this essay is that there are several notes. I mean, he's kind of contradict intention with himself because at certain points, and I just wanted to read to the passages that you were referring to very briefly on page eight of uh, the, the essay. Um, at some points, it very much, I mean, would you agree with this? At some points, it very much sounds like the improvement, like the progress from the painting to the photograph is something that he feels that we believe at least is an improvement. See, I don't see it that way. I, I okay. Think... Well, let me read the let, let me let me cut you off just because I'm going to read the passages I'm thinking of, and then we can have a conversation about how we make of those passages. Mm -hmm. so yeah, that's fine. That's not fine. cutting you off. Not cutting you off for that because I want to go directly to. But let me just read you what I'm responding to and give you. Yeah. In fact, you do the interpretation first. Okay. So <laughs> here are the you, passages you... that I think are. Yeah. Oh shit! You dig a hole and then you jump in it first. I'm going to dig the hole. I'm going to jump in. For, no, or or what? However you want to handle it. Let, let's yeah. But let's. I, let's I find it. an interesting tension in in this. So we're, what do we agree on? Let's say that first. What we are agreeing on here is that Bazan has this unusual trick in the essay, and it makes it interesting. And that in order to answer his main question, the title of the essay, he feels bound to give you this larger history that encompasses mummies. And that encompasses Baroque, you know, 17th century, the court of Louis the Fourteenth, and uh, and court paintings, and the function of paintings of royal figures in the past. Like to understand photography, you have to understand what painting was doing for centuries before there was a photography. So we're liking that. And you said it's a progress, it's a history, but not a progress. And I'm taking issue with you. Because I think Bazan is interestingly conflicted. I'm not, not really taking issue with you that I think he does feel that it's a, obviously he feels 
he's doing a history and he doesn't want to talk about it as like being an improvement. He's not a shallow progressive. I, but on I have, the other hand, he's tense. He's, I have the feeling about it. I have the feeling yeah. that you and I are going to come round different ways to the same point. I don't know that yeah. my disagreement yeah. or your disagreement is necessarily Yeah, that's what I suspect. That's what let's, I suspect. let's 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 get into it. Here are the passages. So besides, painting is after all an inferior so this is the kind of language that he sometimes used that makes you wonder, is this a history or is it a progress? Where are besides. You? I'm looking at page eight. I'm just going to pull one or two yeah. sentences from page eight. Besides, and this is the beginning of a paragraph on the in the first column on page eight. I think we both got it from the What is Cinema book. We both lifted our PDF from there. Um, besides, painting is, after all, an inferior way of making likenesses. Only a photographic lens can give us the kind of image that we've all been longing for. The kind of image, I added that bit, but let me read the sentence. The kind of image that is capable of satisfying the deep need man that humans have to substitute for it something than a mere approximation. I think we would both agree, Michael, that approximation means like a representation, like a mere likeness, a mere representation, a kind of decal or transfer. And this directly, one more sentence. Um, the photographic image is the object itself. That barely that relates directly to the title. So that the photographic image is reality, just as real as the object is. It is the object, however, it is real, but it is freed from the conditions of reality, freed from reading Bazan here freed from the conditions of time and space to govern it. Let me read one more sentence and then I'll, I'll then let's and then we can have our have our interpretive um, uh, contest here. Hence the charm of family albums, next paragraph. but I'm going to skip to the end, beginning. I'm just going to telescope the beginning and end of that next paragraph. Hence the charm of family albums. These are no longer traditional family portraits, but rather, the presence, photo, photography turns these images into the, quote, disturbing presence of lives halted at a set moment in their duration. Um, skipping ahead. For photography does not create eternity. Now, I think, let me, let me, quick gloss on that. Photography does not create eternity. As, oh, he says it. I was about to say, his argument about painting is that it is all about creating eternity, i.e. it's always about creating an object that can potentially outlast not just the artist's subject, but the artists themselves. So photography and art is always about having a legacy. But photography does not create an eternity as painting does, as art does. It embalms time, rescuing it simply from its proper corruption. So that statement to me is more of that balance statement that it's not necessarily that photography is better uh, than painting it, but, but, but it's definitely a different step in the process. It's an epical, it's a game changer in the history of media. But you know, that first sentence I read, I do feel that he's tipping his hat and suggesting that photographs are an improvement that in this this bit of in technology really solves the problem that painting, no matter how many centuries of year, you know, how many centuries that painting will continue into the future, it will never solve the problem that it is addressing uh, in human terms that photography does instantaneously. So. Yeah, no, I don't I don't agree, but see, I don't disagree. In 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 principle, with with what's your your interpretation of this? But for me, you know, he says earlier that the photograph frees up painting mm -hmm. to not carry the burden of being an exact representation, you know, of so of, of reality. Can do something else. So yeah. I I think the one of the fundamental questions that this article brought up for me 
that puts it in a really interesting tension with Sontag is what's the role of the photograph? See, to me, when I see this, I see Bazan saying, look, with the development of photography, painting can go back to being art. Should we do a pun there? No. Should we do a pun? Oh, that was, wow. Yes, that, sorry. Um, painting can go back to being art. And photography now fills this spot of, do we have a, you know, an accurate representation? Because there's no discussion, for example, of painting embalming time, right? We don't have a moment. Absolutely. We, we have, can't. no, what yeah. we have is maybe uh, the spirit of an age represented, right? We have symbolic, yeah. But, yeah. but at no point does the painting substitute the real. Right, that the painting is absolutely, absolutely art, and so I think that what he's saying this isn't so much attention. This is photography to the rescue, so painting can go back to being art, and photography can become this form of journalism or something. Which brings us to the argument that he has about our un or irrational faith in the image, right? Um, that that the photography. Because, and there's, this is kind of a complicated argument to unpack quickly, so I don't want to rush through this, but because the photograph is an actual document of the real, right? It takes the subjectivity of the artist out of the equation that we don't question the photograph. We judge it by a different rubric and it doesn't matter Absolutely. even the quality of the photograph because what the and and because what the photograph is doing is it is it is embalming time right we have a moment that actually happened it's not an interpretation and furthermore because this is a mechanical process you trust the, it. excuse me i thought we uh, well oh yeah no we trust it yes I, I just, exactly Be you said we trust it more we yes it more. because it's a mechanical process because we so remove the human element we the interpretation here, I think, is that by removing the human, we remove error. You know, yeah, this absolutely, is absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's AI. It's yeah. Well, yes. Except, um, AI, except AI makes errors. I mean, but what he's arguing is that this mechanical means of reproduction. Well, distill really does, does not create distill errors. distill artificial intelligence down to its core. Right? It's math. This is right. there is no. Right. So so what happens is. And this is where I think Bazan and Sontag have a really interesting sort of merge. There is a temptation to view Great the point. image as not needing an interpretation, that the image somehow stands Great for point. itself. And that I think is where Sontag's argument really comes into its Great own. Point. It's like we are, and, and, and forget, so we'll get to artificial intelligence, I'm sure, in, in a few moments, right? But the... It's like we look at art and you're supposed to interpret art. You're supposed to question art. You're supposed to be puzzled by art. The photograph comes in and says, yeah, let art go do its thing. This is now a time capsule. This is a, and this is a word that sort of came to me as I was, as I was going through this. It's like the photograph becomes the clone of the real. It's not obviously a dynamic changing existence, but it is the supposedly the exact duplication, right? The ones and zeros yeah. are the same. The DNA is the same. And so uh, I don't, I, right. yeah, so I don't see it as a tension. I see it as this weird sort of symbiosis where uh, the two existing in the same space allow each to do what they're supposed to do. But what's happened here is he lets art off the hook, right? Like art can go do whatever it is. And we have to place this sort of mechanical faith in the photographic image. Which I think mm -hmm. is what what Sontag takes up more than more than he does. I think Bazan's role here is more to say, "Hey, look what happens to photography to, to paint to art to painting." Absolutely, because the image right. comes in. Right. Well, um, yeah. I mean, I don't have anything to add. All I uh, that's a that's a really great point. Um, um, that's a really great summary of I think maybe the key point, the other key point of the essay, which is this new relationship between human subjectivity and the photograph 
that emerges with the invention of the, the photograph. And the idea of the clone, Michael, that you said, I, I really like that observation because that's that's a very helpful way of glossing. That provides a helpful gloss to the title because the title, you know, the question he's trying to answer is in a sense, it's very tricky and it's complexly addressed in the uh, in the essay, but you gave us a shortcut to it that I think is very helpful. In a way, the photograph clones the reality of the object that it represents. That's what's effing different between the photograph and the painting. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, rather, I have nothing to add to your excellent words on that. So I think maybe I, uh, um, we're probably ready to to merge to another subject, but before we do, to pivot to another subject, but before we do, let me just read you two sentences. It's interesting. Uh, two sentences also from page eight that I think directly are relevant to your, your last uh, discussion point, Michael. Um, interesting. I just noticed this now. The second sentence I'm going to read is its own paragraph, which it's a one sentence paragraph, which I always tell students don't do that. Right. But he does it. But the reason why is uh, I, this sentence, this sentence paragraph is, I think, directly, Bazan is directly making the point you were making. And I think it's a sign of how important that point is that this, this is a key point that he lets it stand as its own paragraph. So let me read you the, I'm just going to read as an illustration, not so much as a, I'm, and I don't know if I need to comment on it, or but maybe you have another comment on it. To me, these two sentences directly explain what you just said. So, uh, page eight. Photography enjoys a certain advantage in virtue of this transference of reality, okay, again, in relation to painting. Photography enjoys a certain advantage over painting in virtue of this mechanical transference of reality from the thing to its reproduction. That's the clone that you're talking about, Michael. And then this one sentence paragraph that obviously is key, the key expression of his point. A very faithful drawing may actually tell us more about the model. Now look at, now here I want to introduce the idea of him being, I don't know, ambiguous in his response to this, at least, or if not contradicting himself, just like this seems to be a point in the text where he the language is saying something a little bit different, I sense, than what he wants it to say. A very faithful drawing may actually tell us more about the model. But despite the promptings of our critical intelligence, this drawing will never have the irrational power of the photograph to bear away our faith. Our, I mean, so many things are going on there, right? He's saying, I don't care how good the drawing is. Just by virtue of the mechanical reproduction that eliminates, as you were saying, Michael, this is, I think, a direct statement of what you were saying. Eliminate the human, you get something that's more real. We've always suspected that. We worry that we talk about the painter's hand, but we're always worried that the painter's hand was human. And now we solve that problem. I mean, this is how, to me, this is the anticipation of AI, despite himself, that you have in this moment. Because he's saying, maybe the drawing is better than the photographic image. We'll never believe that. We will yeah. never be convinced of that. Simply because the process eliminates the human. And we, that's what we've been waiting for for centuries. Yeah, I, I think fascinating. it is. And I, I think that's really where um again his i i think it's tempted tempting to look at this as an essay on photographs because again the term photographic comes up in the title this is as much about painting as it is about photography of course um right. you know he he right. finishes by saying um photography is thus manifestly the most important event in the history of the visual arts both deliverance and fulfillment enabled western painting to rid itself once and for all of the obsession with realism and rediscover its aesthetic and autonomy he's saying like look when we look at the photograph we're no longer considering aesthetics 
we don't care. This is the real, let, let the aesthetics be the thing of photography. But it also speaks again to the way in which we sort of index and categorize the images. Mm. I mean, the, the, the temptation, you, you look Absolutely. to say, okay, both painting and photography produce a product that is a, a you know, it's a visual product, right? And you can, especially in the early uh, development of photography, painting was more realistic, but because again, of the mechanical nature of photography, we put our faith in that. It's, it's, it's like the, the we're, right. we're, we're flawed uh, as, as, as a human enterprise painting will always be the stuff of aesthetics. That's not to say it's less, it's to say it's different. It is Michael, but you know, here I want to return to our earlier, let's, let's return to our earlier argument, you know, and see, I'm going to have it again. I'm going to make the same claim. Um, you're right. One ray of reading, you, you just did a wonderful summary of that point from Bazan. Um, and there are these moments in the essay where he is saying, it's not better, it's different. It's not better, it's different. What photography is doing, and, and, and the sentence I read, our critical intelligence tells us one thing about painting that may be untrue. Our critical intelligence probably will bend to the irrational power of the photograph to bear away our faith. That doesn't mean the critical intelligence is wrong. That's a defense of painting too, mm -hmm. over the photograph. Mm -hmm. That you know we're more inclined to believe in the photograph than the painting. So that's not a dig at photograph at the um, at painting either. So, but here's where I kind of want to let's go back to my uh, my uh, criticism of your earlier argument. This is a history, and it's not a progress. If I, if I say, okay, the purpose of this essay is to, I'm going to bring two things in comparison. And I'm going to say that, you know, I think he's doing two things at the same time. Let me go with my analogy to, uh, and go to straight line with my analogy and see if I can make my point. The, I think I read this essay as saying, okay, I'm going to tell you about two things and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to connect them. And I don't want you to be thinking that one is inferior or superior. I want you to pay attention to this larger history. But at the same time, I think he says so many, you know, in the process of saving painting, I think he did. He digs at it and he basically says it's over with. It's kind of done in terms of its realistic capacity. Or are you, say, are you thinking, no, now painting is going to do all this great stuff in non-realistic modes. And well, that's so what he's saying. He, that's the future of history. He's yeah. saying we, yeah. painting no okay, longer has it. to worry about being realistic, right? That that was the burden of painting it. until art right. came along. So to me, it's sort of like, you know, the analogy that came up to me to leave the visual arts for a second, think about music, right? Okay. The distinction, the difference between the way we think of live music and recorded music. Right. Okay. As soon as you bring in um, the sort of mechanization, the, the, the processing, right? Like a, a photograph captures a moment and it, it through a mechanical and chemical process, it creates an, an artifact, right? And that artifact we look at and say, this is an accurate rendering of this moment. This is the, you know, embalmed time. Okay. This is perfect. This is what it's supposed to be. Even if it's visually right. imperfect, it's still, it's still, let's say it's right. Okay. Whereas the painting brings all sorts of objectivity into it. If you look at music, it's the exact same thing, right? We have a recorded mm -hmm. version of mm -hmm. something that becomes the real, definitive. that's the definitive yeah. moment, yeah. right? Yeah. Whereas you go and hear live music, well, he's doing something different or she's doing something different. Or that's not the way it's normally supposed to be. It's again, this I think is his, you know, e exploration of how does form encourage interpretation? And I, it's not a right and a wrong, but he's saying that the one creates space for the other to go back to being like it. its inferior self, but it's only inferior if you try and make the painting do the work of the photograph. Michael, you totally bested me in this argument. Oh, I, gotcha. I, I concede. 
I concede to listeners and before our listeners, viewers, I totally concede. Even as I was making the argument, you you got me at the the weak point in my argument. The weak so, point in my argument is Bazan does feel that there is a new powerful legacy of painting that uh, there are a new set of possibilities that painting can explore now that photography has saved it from the burden of trying to do what it could never do which is involved time so you convinced me that you know bazan's purpose is perhaps to elevate painting and make us more aware of the new possibilities and make artists more aware the new possibilities that artists can explore in their form and intuitively when you think of the history of modern art uh which of course chronologically happens along with the invention and popularization of, of photography uh modern artists you know experience this shift or went through this shift where most the the tendency of modern art has been to non-representational art to non-realistic art to exploration of or even forms of art that do away with art painting itself and sort of merge the painting in a, a sense around environment and where it becomes about the installation rather than the painting. So um, Bertone, um, I'm sorry, Bazan, sticking to Bertone there, um, Bazan, another Andre, uh, Bazan is really interested, you know, is probably very positive about these new possibilities that modern art has begun to explore in the aftermath of photography i had a a negative thought though that i wanted you to respond to um could you argue that this moment where painting no longer is doing the 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 business it could never do which is embalmed time zan said it could never do that as well as photography so it's just as well that painting is given that up um it was the sort of negative thought that I had, and I, I, wanted, I wanted to get your comment on it. Um, is that moment when artists embrace non-representational, non-realistic art, isn't that simultaneous with the death of painting? I mean, for a lot of people, painting just becomes simply less interesting. Maybe this is a topic for another podcast, but I wanted to raise it here. Uh, and I don't know if it has much to do with digital media culture, but I'm wondering if it does have something, it might have something to do with that larger history that Bazan is saying. I mean, is it a coincidence that when painting can no longer represent realistic things, when we no longer ask painters and painting to do that? Well, first off, the popular paintings, I think, tend to be portraits, neo-representational. I mean, obviously, for a lot of the, in fact, can I say, for the general public, we still go to art, not photography, for representations of real, of the real. And that, you know, the kind of non-representational art that's characteristic of the 20th century and 21st century. I mean, it's been a long time now, but I wonder if that's, you know, we don't have to rehearse all the debates about how modern art is an art because it's not representing something. See, so. I think it, it depends. Like, I don't know. It's an interesting question that I'm going to try and wrestle with for a second. And then I'm going to toss it back to you as a different evolved question. Um, I think probably that, a better question. Which well, I don't I'm know. Really I don't know. <laughs> I think that when art no longer becomes representative, right? of reality it's no longer trying to do the work of photography a couple mm -hmm. things happen right so if portrait painting becomes the thing that's fine um i think the reason that painting maybe recedes from the public view a bit is because now if it's no longer trying to mimic a reality that we represent that we understand it now becomes an interpretive process, which is difficult. That requires work. Absolutely. If it's absolutely. too hard, it's going to, if it's too hard to understand, if we don't get it, 
then it's going to become the work or the province of an elite that can get it. And that is naturally marginalized, right? Like if this is something right. that I don't understand, this is for snooty, snobby, arty people. I'm not that, so I don't get it. So we're going to push it off to the side and we replace it with the photograph, which is recognizable and the interpretation that is part and parcel of any photographic image even becomes something that either fits your frame of reference and produces one particular interpretation or fails to fit your frame of reference or doesn't fit it comfortably and will produce another interpretation, right? Like to me, this is the distinction between, you know, about pornography and whether pornography is art or whether it's pornographic, but it raises another interesting question, which is, with the development of digital photography, mm-hmm. is photography, film photography, or even digital photography, like as, let me, let me back up, as painting recedes from the public view, as at the same time that photography, photography ascends into the public view, does photography then become an art? And what's happening to photography now when we look at, because we can no longer look at the image as, as, as an accurate representation, right? We know that f- photographs can be doctored and can be doctored in a way that make them virtually indistinguishable from whatever the reality that was allegedly captured on film was. And now with artificial intelligence and computers being capable of generating their own art, what we have is sort of photography 2.0. It's the uber mechanized version of this that doesn't require any human interact like these images are produced with without um you know our need to 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 frame it or to set it up like the we've 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 completely removed the real from the creation of the image so it no longer even represents a real it represents a fiction that only fits our mind in terms of what we can imagine not what we would actually see is photography an art um i think Mm, yes, no. I think there's uh, a couple different ways to approach that. And um, if, if you look to the end of the essay, the, the final paragraph, the final paragraph and sentence, he leaves a single sentence hanging. The final paragraph, he says, Pascal's condemnation of painting as vanity has itself become vain since, and here, here's the relevant point, photography allows us to admire <clears throat> in its reproduction an original for which our eyes would otherwise not have filled us with love and to see in painting a pure object whose motive is no longer <clears throat> a reference to nature. So let's deal with that first. So what he's saying here is, <clears throat> excuse me, pardon me. Photography can function as a creative pathos invoking, evoking uh, thing, which qualifies as art. Right. Um, He follows up by saying, then again, film is a language. So it's utilitarian. I mean, it can be utilitarian. I think it just depends on how we look at it or what it's into. Again, because this whole thing is about indexing and framing. So I think the answer to can photography be an art really depends on how we're encouraged to see it. Um, And also, I think that that uh, that question that final passage seems to suggest the importance of the human element yeah. in all these discussions. Now that said, and this might be something where this will be something we have to grapple with as we think about, um, as we extend these observations about photography and realism into the digital world, the big game changer. Um, I mean, one thing that might be, that might, um, Michael, I think, you helpfully drew attention to a passage at the at the close of the essay where Bazan kind of sketches out an answer for the human element or you know a way of preserving the artistic element not just in photography but also in film mm-hmm. um, by emphasizing in film emphasizing the work of the director and the director's mm. use of technology in 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 imprinting according to Bazan their personality on the film so his particular kind of film criticism is you know is about 
is restoring is about how directors, film directors, Orson Welles, using technology, deep focus lens, create their own imprint on the reality that the camera is recording. So I think, you know, Bazan in his film criticism and in this passage, and in this closing passage in photography, and, and you're picking this up, uh, whatever the future of art, it seems to be imbricated with the human in some way. Now, the challenge, however, of digital photography and the digital maybe more generally is that it does outmode. Maybe the question of art remains the same. And the answer to the question of the, you know, what makes art art, maybe that's always going to be involved with human human uh, possibilities and human tendencies or a notion of the human rather. But it strikes me that the, the game changer that we have to deal with is the fact that we have increasingly with digital imaging and with every aspect of the digital, including the AI, including AI obviously, is that we have, instead of having a technology that reproduces, that has ontological status, that has the ontological status of the real, we have technologies that reproduce simulations of the real. And we're going to have to be thinking about, you know, what that does to everything. In our, in our yeah. And I think, I, I think, and I don't want to dig too more into, but my, my response to that would be, that's going to make a really interesting complication for art, because now you have to ask whether the locus of artistic being, right. The ontological right, right. notion of art resides in the artifact or in the viewer and absolutely that's something absolutely. different so barry i'm gonna just hit the eject button on that before <laughs> we go any further barry have a good one we'll we'll pick this up again soon you too bye you too sir thanks for listening to the critical media studies podcast to find out more about the show check out our webpage at critical media studies podcast.com 